0: My name is Melinda Butler. I'm an attorney with Butler Law Firm. The longer I practiced law, the more I recognized the confusion that existed around the rights of parents and grandparents involved in Department of Social Services legal matters. For that reason, I started Facebook Live in November of 2019 and this podcast in October of 2020 called Family Strong to build your family unit through character, integrity, and knowledge for parents and grandparents in the legal issues of the DSS system. Record button now. So the title says we're talking about fixing families. So that implies that there is something that's broken that needs to be fixed. The question is, who is trying to fix families? And do you believe that your family needs to be fixed? Do you need help? So, you know, I talk to y'all on the level of DSS uh, and the government coming in to try to fix families. That's what the government, that's what DSS believes, that's what they're in place for is to come in and, and fix families to to rehabilitate Families to re socialize families, even, and I know that's, um, you know, that's that's kind of a concept that you really don't think about. But when you, uh, when you come in terms of uh, the government coming in to try to fix your family, um, they are coming from a perspective of what was known at the common law. In England, uh, in loco parentis, which is where there's an authority to come in and try to uh, try to make decisions um, in in lieu of the parents making decisions. So basically, uh, the government's coming in and say, uh, "Mama." You're not capable of making good decisions for your child, so we're going to make them for you. We want to ask the court to allow us to come in and make those decisions for you. And you would be a very surprised, uh, audience, my Facebook and podcast audience, um, how how many times the government comes in and and wants to make the decisions for parents and and just the. Um, situations that they find themselves in. So, in fixing families implies that something is broken about the family and that the family needs to be fixed. The question becomes, is the government the right person, for lack of a better term, the right entity to come in and fix your family? Is the government even competent to fix your family? Is the government competent to handle other issues that many would argue not? Um, Not competent to handle the budget, not competent to handle the foreign affairs, but we trust them to handle your family. That is um, uh, concerning and and it should scare you. So I'm going to talk to you about this book that I read a little while ago, this book uh, called Fixing Families. And uh, her name is Jennifer Reich that wrote the book, R-E-I-C-H, Jennifer Reich. And she actually did an in-depth study of the CPS system out in a particular county in California. And CPS is just another name, another term for DSS. In South Carolina, we call it Department of Social Services. And, of course, on the Family Strong podcast, I talk to you exclusively about South Carolina DSS and South Carolina law. But there, there are child protective agencies in all the 50 states. And in California, it happens to be uh, called Child Protective Services, CPS. So in the book that Jennifer Reich wrote, where she did this in-depth study of CPS, it's, it's a very... Wonderful eye-opening book. I'm always trying to get you to educate yourself more on what's going on in the world that you live in. Sometimes you think, you know, this don't apply to me, or um, how how's this applicable to my family? I'm not real sure if this, uh, if I even need to be considerate of this. I'm not sure that I need to know this. Well, I assure you that you need to know the things that's going on. Um, with the government coming in to try to fix families, because if the government ch- tries to come in and fix your family against your will, then you're going to want to know uh, your rights and, and your obligations as a, as a citizen. Uh, Jennifer Wright, she says this, and I, I have so many quotes from her. Her book is awesome. I encourage you again to read that, and I'll try to get Heather to put that in the show notes when we're done. But um, she says, state actors, and the state actor, of course, refers to the DSS, the, the caseworker, the government. State actors expect deference. Deference. I'm going I'm to talk to you about that word, but deference. Keep that word in your head for a minute. State actors expect deference to their authority and professional definitions of social life. So, deference is uh, one of those terms that that the Fix and Families book focuses on throughout. And and to defer to something is to kind of I always think of it in you know my audience the thing of bow down. That that's how we say. Uh, my husband used to use the term that I will not. Uh, put forth here to you today, but a lot of you probably think about what that term is. But um, in any event, to to bow down, to kind of lay over, roll over, and take it—that's um, different. And so Jennifer Reich in her study, you no, know, this ain't coming from me. I'm happy that she shares my opinion as many 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 do you just don't ever think about it you just don't you're not put in the context think about it but she says and she hits it just right when she says the state actors expect deference to their authority and professional definitions of social life so they want to come in and kind of shape what what the family life should look like, and if you're not complying with that particular picture of what family life is, then they have great concerns of your ability to raise your children and protect your children, especially if you're not acknowledging that um, they're trying to help you. And so if you're not deferring to their authority and you're not acknowledging that they're trying to help you, that's great concern. It causes them great concern. Uh, they There's the beliefs about how your children should be raised. So mama uh, if if you mama daddy grandma all, all of you that'll watch now and later and, and hear it on the podcast later um if you think that you need help for somebody to tell you how to raise your children that's just fine to ask for help i'm all for that um seek that services out but if, if you don't think that the government is the one to come in and offer you that proper help then you need to be educating yourself on your rights for when that time does come because i assure you that the government is expanding uh, day by day and we continue to try to push back on that traction we as attorneys who are in this role and i think even the legislators do to a certain extent a, a, a lot of them to a great extent are trying to push back on that role to not have the government have so much authority in in a lot of areas, but especially in family life. Family life is that one area that should be so protected that we are, you know, we are given great difference to our decisions. I'm using that word in a good way now for parents. We should be given the difference, not the, the state, not the social worker, not the case worker, not the government, the parents should be given great deference as to how to raise their child and what's in the best interest of their child. You know, I, I want to put it to you in this way, because this is the way I think that you will really understand the significance of what's going on in, in, in the world, in the DSS world, and the government coming in to try to fix families. Um, you know, we were raised that you whip your children. That's how, you know, spare the ride, spoil the child um, you, you spank your child, you, you whip your child and you shape your child. That's how you shape your child to, um, understand the rules that they're supposed to obey, understand right from wrong. Well, now, as you all know, and, and y'all say it now, I'm going to tell you what the real law says, because there is, uh, some misunderstanding on whether you can still whip your children or not, whether it's still legal. And i I'll, I'll tell you, you can. It's, it's legal. It's it's very legal. Um, I'm just going to tell you what the law says about the parameters that have been set on you to do so, though, Mama said. So the government has come in and put parameters on you whipping your children. And I know a lot of y'all say now, well, we can't even whip our children anymore you know, and, and and a lot of y'all take that in a bad way because you feel like you you have lost some authority as the parent to be able to shape your child. Um, you know, even if the school calls you and says, you know, Hunter's misbehaving at school today, um, you, need to, uh, you need to come get him. And then you take Hunter home and you whip him. And then he goes back the next day and the school um, has a problem with that or somebody else has a problem with that. Then, you know, that's where it's coming in that you can't your, your understanding that you can't whip your child and how that's affected your ability to parent your child and that was the government that came in and made the uh, change the rules there from how we were raised to now of how weapons can occur so let me tell you about how weapons can occur um, within the system so i have pulled it up and this is uh this is about weapons and i might should have even titled it that instead of fixing families but but uh, fixing families is all encompassed in whippings. If you think if you think fixing your family uh, involves a whipping to your child, then you should be able to fix your family in that way. And should the government be able to tell you that you can't fix your family by whipping your child? So that's the question. Um, I'm going to tell you what the law says about it. It's 63-7-20, and it is at number four, and it is uh, starting at. A 4 A. So, if you are using corporal punishment or physical discipline, so corporal punishment, I know a lot of you, um, w- when that word first got tossed around, uh, when I was in Virginia, I was like, what in the world do they mean by corporal punishment? Because um, that don't sound good. It sounds real harsh. Well. Corporal punishment is just a whipping, whether you're whipping your child with uh, your hand, uh, wh- whipping your child with a belt, whipping your child with a switch, corporal punishment. And, and, and actually, corporal punishment can be in other forms. There's other forms of corporal punishment, um, smacking your child in the mouth, um, you know, whether that's putting some, some hot sauce or some soap in their mouth. Um, there's other forms of corporal punishment besides a whipping, but physical discipline is, is the part of that. And so the law says that you can use corporal punishment or, or physical discipline on your child. And these are the boundaries that the law has set. It has to be administered by a parent or a person who's playing the role of a parent. So if the grandma is the one raising the child, then the grandma has the right to whip the child or, um, Physically discipline the child or have corporal punishment on the child. I'm using all these terms synonymous today. Uh, The second thing is it is used for the purpose of restraining or correcting the child. So you're not using it in anger. You're not lashing out at your child because you're mad at your child. You're actually trying to. Fix your child. You're trying to correct your child's behavior to not do it again. If your child is uh, acting up in school and you whipping your child that afternoon, you're trying to stop your child from acting up in school again the next day. Um, a lot of times, you know, and, and I'll digress for just a minute, but sometimes they because heather's not here so (laughs) i can do that so anyway the the school now in lieu of the punishment in lieu of you whipping your child they just want to put your child on medicine to uh have them kind of sit like a zombie all day at school that that's um that's that's kind of some side side notes there that i'll talk to you again about one day um the third the third prong of that uh being able to whip your child is that it has to be reasonable and moderate. Uh, We are not completely sure of the definition of reasonable and moderate. Um, So that's a case by case basis that you have to decide for yourself if it's reasonable and moderate. Um, The fourth one is that it did not bring about permanent or lasting damage to the child. So, obviously, you can't whip your child to the point to where, um, you know, it it cripples them from being able to walk or something like that. And it's not reckless or grossly negligent by the parents. And we're not real sure what reckless or grossly negligent means either. So, basically, if you whip your child, do it at your own peril because you might be found to have violated the statute that the government's put in place to tell you how— um, that you can't fix your family. The government um, wants to tell you that it knows best how to fix your family um, in certain situations. And so, you know, that's, I'm just bringing it to your attention. I have to just call it for what it is at, at this minute, that there's a lot of, um, uh, let's use the word, just incompetence. That's just, that's just the best way to describe it, incompetence of the government at this time and so if the government is incompetent to handle um money you know incompetent to handle the things that are very clear you know a b c d how are they competent to handle children who are just living and being creatures and change from day to day and hour to hour especially those teenagers that we're you know that we're dealing with so uh, let us consider you know the authority that we're given to the government and when they come into our life um how much deference they're going to have um jennifer wright describes it once again as it's a power struggle it's power negotiated between the individual and the state um and and who's gonna bow to whose authority so i suggest to you that the state should bow to the to the family and the parents authority because that's what our constitution says that's what our fundamental right to parents is and uh absent absent um physical abuse which is um, the definition is a substantial risk of death or permanent disfigurement of a body organ or function or absent neglect which is failure to provide your child with adequate housing clothing shelter food or um, education or medical then um, then you should be able to raise your child and you and and fix your family in the way that that you think should be fixed um, rather than the government coming in and tell you to do that. But we'll keep fighting this good fight that we are fighting on a daily basis uh, that, that sometimes uh, weighs heavier than others for sure with some of the very um, hard cases that, that we deal with. Um, so anyway, thank you for joining me today and continue to educate yourself. And I would, Encourage you for the third time. Please get Jennifer Reich's book, Fixing Families, so that you can try to understand the. It's so in depth. I mean, I can't even begin to touch on it of how um, the system. Uh, there's a there's a power struggle going on there with within that system, and she focuses on that. So, um, Jennifer Reich, Fixing Families, Melinda Butler with Family Strong Podcast. Continue to educate yourself. Until next time, thank you for joining me.